Hi, we're back with episode two of Virtually Lost. Today is May 9th, 2021, and I'm your host, Robert. My co-host, Julian, couldn't make it to today's episode, so I'll be running this episode solo. Maybe a bit shorter because of it, but, you know, sh- the show must go on. First topic for to- bring up is the Epic Games Apple lawsuit, which began this week. It's probably the gaming case of the year if not you know for the most these are big names i should probably say you know apple epic games epic revenue fortnite money these are all things that are factors in this to give a you know quick rundown of the case in general i'll begin with apple taking 30 apple takes 30 percent of revenue from any in in app purchases so games develop apps that's why there's like a lot of pro versions and stuff like that. Fortnite was no exception. So 30% of proceeds on Fortnite purchases on, you know, Apple devices would go to Apple. That's a lot of money from Epic. And so they were trying to find ways to bypass it. And first they, they sued saying, you know, this is unjust. It's just hurting these app developers and these game developers and just these games in general. And, you know, basically calling it almost like a monopoly of sorts. And then while this was happening, they found a way to kind of circumvent the in-app purchase system. And, you know, they updated Fortnite, did that. And then Apple, when they found out, took Fortnite off the app store countersued because it violated their terms of service with epic and so that's kind of the two the two sides apple's trying to keep their money epic is trying to give apple less of their money is basically what it comes down to and so it's a three-week trial i would say most people people would want epic to win because even though epic is doing it for their own money it's true that small developers or just in general app developers in total would benefit from like getting a lowered 30% revenue cut from the Apple store. It's just, just numbers, just money. So, you know, the, the masses would probably support Epic, but the, the reason I brought it up is because the, the day one of the trial was beautiful. It was amazing to hear about. Because it was held up, it was held online, and fans found the Colin line and joined in the call of the trial. <laughs> and the court did not know how to mute the participants at first, so we had a good period of time where we had. Kids and, you know, just actually not even just kids, they're, they're everyone. We had a bunch of cussing. We had free Fortnite chance. And we had people playing Travis Scott <laughs> over, over, the, over their call. So needless to say, the beginning of this court case was just solely focused on getting things back in order. And it took, I don't know how long it took, I believe at least 15 minutes or I, I remember it saying over 15 minutes just to get it in a actual 
working environment for the case to continue. So, you know, the day one shenanigans out the window now from that day onward, it's kind of been a bit more normal. And, you know, the result of this case is actually going to impact quite a bit just because of the, the sheer size of the app store or the Apple app store I should make that clarification. And as for May, we've had a few events. We've have MSI starting later this month. We have Valorant's Masters tourney tourney happening, and then we also have like eleven K-pop girl groups or having a comeback or debut. So that's just that's just a personal thing, but it's it's a big month. It's a big month for Riot or for League of Legends MSI. Started May 6th, going to be going on till May 23rd. It's going to be having 11 teams, originally 12, but the Vietnam team representatives couldn't make it due to COVID travel restrictions. So MSI is going on with 11 teams instead. And other than that, MSI was also the debut for the 2020 world skins for damon kia and i gotta say it's they're really nice i think it's really cool when games put out you know these these are historic moments for the game each of these events of worlds and you know it's nice seeing these different skins from different years of the teams who won you know skt t1s the samsung galaxy the well, Damon Kia. Oh man, I'm forgetting the other names. I've only I only know the LCK names tragically. And as I'm, I should probably make that clarification. I'm I'm a bit new to competitive league, probably a few months in, but it's it's been interesting to watch. And I think Riot Riot knows how to Riot knows how to do promotions and market well because also this the skins went on sale during the or when MSI started, so you know free to purchase. Or not free to purchase, but you know, you can purchase. <laughs> you gotta make you gotta spend that money, of course, for those kinds of skins. And I don't know, it's it's a it's an interesting event. It, it's lasting 14 days, which I know 17 days, which is gonna be pretty interesting to see. Bit of the first round of round robin has gone through. It's about four days in. We watched watched Damon Kia smack NA. He watched C9 jungler blabber flash for a scuttle crab and get killed and hand hand over double buffs. And then he watched actually a really good game between uh Damon Kia and oh my goodness. It's uh the Japan team. I'm blanking on their name. Oh, DFN, don't focus. I think it's don't focus me or something. They had a really close game where DFN looked like they were going to win. And then it was just that when you're just doing so well and you're just like, all right, this last play, we just got to make this one work. And then you just throw it, just completely throw the game tragically. And it was, it was sad to see, but you know, in the fact that they did that well and, you know, Japan's not a crazy large region for league. It's it's definitely one of the smaller or not or one of the more underdeveloped regions, I would say. And the fact that they did that well is speaking really good because 
you know, even if they beat Damonkia in this round robin, it wouldn't affect too much because for the round robin, it's right now cut into three subgroups and whoever gets first and second within each group advances onto the next stage. So most likely if they won Damonkia, it'd be those two two groups or those two teams going out of that group. And then the the next round is what would matter. And then those teams from the next round would advance to the final round. So, you know, them losing now is it's fine. It's it's painful to watch because, you know, when you're that close to winning, it really sucks to just lose like that. But, you know, it, it's it's a good sign for the rest of this tourney for them. And then cloud nine i hope they can uh they can get it together i hope they can advance out of groups because they got obliterated by the uh by dfn and you know in the end dom one's gonna make it out of groups it's just they're already i think three three oh and it's looking like you know or actually wait but the current losses yeah they would have to lose like pretty much all three games for them not to make that group so everyone's just fine for second place out of their group to advance to the next stage and then well after msi is the other riot event which is the valent champions tour masters reykjavich forgive my pronunciation which is going to be from May 24th to May 30th. And while I don't keep up too much with Valorant or competitive Valorant, I'm really interested in seeing how this event goes and what teams are participating, along with you know seeing the production value on Riot's, I believe, first big LAN tourney. Because you know, after seeing the MSI ones it, and the Worlds ones, you see the the money that's put in into these venues this production value so i'm wondering if that same level is going to be kept for the valent champions tour and then also a little bit more of riot news was they announced the where worlds 2021 is going to be held which is going to be in shenzhen china on november 6 or that's when it's going to begin on november 6 2021 I think that about covers it for Riot News. Another big piece that came out with um, big companies, I'd say, was Sony is going to integrate Discord with PSN in 2022 with their new partnership. Like that by itself is already noteworthy. However, another reason it's big is because about three or so weeks ago, it became public that Microsoft's talks to acquire Discord fell through. I think Microsoft offered like $12 billion and Discord is just like, that's not going to cut it. So it's the timing of this is just very interesting because you don't go through the time or you don't go through the talks of, you know, integrating with a platform within three weeks, or at least it doesn't seem like you should. I'm wondering if this was something that Discord always already had on the table, like this talks with Sony. And maybe, you know, you take that to the table of Microsoft 
and just, you know, try to try to up that value where it's like, hey, we're going to uh, partner with a direct competitor. You want to you want to throw in a blank check? You want to you want to make sure that doesn't happen? Send a check this way. And so I wonder if that's what happened or if we're just or if actually just things run the course in a matter of three weeks, which just seems ridiculously nil. Like the chances of that is just so low. So it's interesting. It's it's, it's interesting to see how uh, Discord is playing both sides of the console wars. <laughs> if those still exist. But that's it, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. I'm just gonna keep saying it's interesting because it's just, it's fun to me. It's fun to me seeing how these companies are interacting with each other. And speaking of companies, companies that do a great job of being in the public eye is Activision. Not only do they have nine companies working on Warzone, not only did the company have recent layoffs, not only did the company CEO earn 200 million, they decided, well, actually, no, they decided to counteract all those negative PR moments they, they have. And they put out the note or they put out the statement that they're going to hire 2,000 new developers over the next two years, which is great. However, <laughs> when your most recent news are those three about CEO earning a bunch of money, 200 million is nothing to scoff at. When you got game development companies being absorbed just to work on, you know, the money project, the cash cow that is Warzone, you know, kind of limiting the influx of new games and creativity a bit more, which is a bit of a bummer to me. And then, you know, when another piece of recent news is you just had layoffs. It just seems like the fact that they're announcing the 200 new developers within over the next two years is it's PR. It's all it is. It's just trying to get a little bit of the flack away from you. Make yourself seem a little bit good within the public perception. And, you know, it's that news. And then there's previous news where the CEO slashes pay by 50%. I'll be honest, it isn't 50% though. Because, you know, I think he slashed his salary by 50%. However, the man for sure has stocks within the company. So, you know, slashing that man's salary by 50% ain't nothing to him. He's making money through the company, the stonks. So we'll see how it goes. I, I, I just find it to be funny that, you know, these news are all coming out at the, at a time when it's just like, y'all have a bad perception. You could just, I understand what they're doing actually, I should say, you know, but just wait a bit. You guys just had some bad PR with the uh, the backlash versus you guys incorporating Toys for Bob and Warzone development. It's just calm down for a second. I know it's, you're getting flacked on, but you're not going to make less money from Warzone. So just chill a bit. Let it let it sit for a second and then say the two, the two years. You guys took like two weeks after, after the Toys for Bob's got announced to just say, hey, you know, we're going to we're going we're gonna to hire some people. We're going to hire 2K. You know, give us give us a round of applause. We're doing good for the for the gaming scene. It's like, yeah, I guess. 
And then, what else happened? I, I think for gaming, that's those are most of the things I've I've seen. I haven't had a chance to play Near Replicant. I want to. I love that game. I love the music. I, as per my uh, poster that's in the back, I went to the orchestral concert, which that is a story within itself. That was a fun time, but I won't go into that right now. Maybe I'll go into it um, near the end, but it, it was it's such a mess of a event that I'm surprised that everything kind of went well. Uh, but briefly, I want to talk about K-pop. This is something that you know will go straight over Julian's head. So, you know, as a, as the solo host of today's episode, I'm, I'll t- I'll take the time to dive in real quick. There's a really cool thing that happened with a new K drama called Imitation. Uh, the show in its Imitation covers a K-pop group called Tea Party. It's a fictional group within the show, and a cool thing they did was this group decided to have a or decided to promote on an actual music show for i believe is music show core but you know the three members slash actors went on the live stage and performed the song i thought that was a really cool thing it's you know going to the music k-pop thing fandom and then also to the K-drama fandom. It's like a good mix of touching to both audiences where, you know, I browsing through the comments and, you know, while majority of them are in Korean and my illiteracy blocks me from understanding those comments, some of the English comments like were surprised because one of the members is, her name is Imna Young and she was in a famous group called Priston that disbanded. So some people were actually interested in the show from now on because of her appearance on this live stage. Like they didn't know she was on the show Imitation. So the fact that, you know, she appeared, they became naturally became interested because, you know, you want to see these these actors and idols succeed. That's just the way that's just the the way it is. And the whole concept of this kind of reminds me a bit of like Love Live and Bang Dream, which, you know, anyone who knows those names knows I'm going into anime territory. Because like Love Live and Bang Dream or Love Live performed at AX and Bang Dream, I know, has um, had I don't know if I should say has because of uh, COVID restrictions, but had concerts where the voice actors of these anime characters who are the actual members of the band, you know, live perform of some of their shows. Bang Dream, I mostly follow the group Roselia. You know, they have a good rock sound. I like the uh, the vocalist's vocalist voice. Is that what I said? It just sounds odd. But and they do good. They do some good covers too. They did uh, Tamashi no Refrain by, which is an Evangelion song. And they have some good songs of their own, like um, Our Passion Starmine, I believe is the name of the song. Shout. Is it Black Shout? Could be wrong. But they have some good songs. A good discography, to say the least. 
but it reminds me of that where it's you know the group and the events that are happening within the group are fictitious because you know how these people meet within the the k-drama group um tea party the circumstances surrounding them are you know all fictitious based off the plot of the series and similar to bang dream where you know the characters of bang dream or the members of bang dream their backgrounds and stories are fictitious you know it's an anime but you know the members or the actors slash singers slash band members behind it are you know real people and they decided to do some real life promotions and i think that's a it's a really it's a really cool concept i like to see see things like that and you know as i'm going into k-pop i'll take a moment to uh announce like a week and a half ago i'm a bit i'm a bit late i wanted to bring it up on last week's podcast but i actually forgot was iz1 had their disbandment at the end of april it they're probably one of the largest fourth generation k-pop groups and the group itself was a temporary group which was which came from a survival show called produce 48 which combined 48 members of uh, idols from korean agencies along with 48 members of akb 48 from japan and so these 96 members competed for to be a part of this 12 person group which would promote for two and a half years and the end of their contract came up at the end of april and so everyone went their respective ways the three japanese members went back to akb48 and then the nine korean members went back to their respective agencies and so now there's a lot of you know question marks and talk on what's going to happen to or where each member is going to go with their career some of them it seems like they'll join an existing group some of them seem like they will maybe go solo and then there's a question mark if some of them are done with handling music and instead going to go into a more acting or variety host role. So it's, it's an interesting, it's probably going to be an interesting like two months before I'd say like a month and a half before any one members like news announces maybe a month actually. No, I'll say a month. It's you can't wait too long. I say a month before the first member news announces of what they're doing for their future plans and i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm a bit bummed though because you know i that was my favorite group i i own all their uh albums that i could possibly own they have a good they have such a good discovery i'll always say it bloom eyes is possibly the or not possibly it's my album of the year for 2020 the only close second album is yukika's soul lady just two completely solid strong albums from front from like start to finish just clean like i'd say soul lady is a good story album the way it goes is you know starts with the track from hnd to gmp which are the names of two airports 
And then I believe this the album ends with um, all flights are delayed. I'm, I'm so sad. Okay, that's another tangent. Yukika, that album Soul Lady was a really good project, and the fact that the last track was all flights are delayed. It was a chill lo-fi song, and it made it seem like she or she was going to go. The story of the Soul Lady album is a Japanese singer travels to Korea to start her career there. And, you know, it's similar to Yukio's story herself. And uh, All Flights Are Delayed, which is the last song on the album, is like sets up that she was planning to go back to Japan. However, All Flights Are Delayed, so she's still in Korea. And it seems like it's set up so well for a second album. However, she left her company. So she's under a new company. They did a good job with her song, uh, I believe it was Yesterday. But I'm just so sad because I think it could have been a really good project of spanning multiple albums that just told a, like, a cohesive story between them. But still, one of the albums of 2020. Blue Eyes, on the other hand, doesn't really have much of a story, but the, the way the sound develops from listening to the song chronologic or the, the songs chronologically is just so nice. It's, the album starts with Eyes which is a, you know, a very bright sounding song. I don't say it's like cutish, but it's more so on the lighter end of like a spectrum. I don't know how to describe it, like kind of a day, if anything. Meanwhile, the album ends with Open Your Eyes, which, you know, also is, or which is a bit more of a hard hitting, you know, Night song, I guess that's <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. And with a name like "Open Your Eyes," it makes you think of, you know, blank, closed eyes, looking at the uh, the back of your eyelids, which are dark. And I think it's just a clean sounding album. The way it develops, you know, you hear some hard hitting hits with "Aya Daydream." You hear, some, I'm I'm a sucker for ballads, so you know, someday, you and I, destiny. You hear some really like i'd say the cute sounding songs but really good message with uh dreamlike dreamlike oh, phenomenal song phenomenal but you know if if i would recommend anyone that album i would say listen to daydream someday and dreamlike those are probably like the, a good variety of songs open your eyes is actually another one that i think people would like if they listen to those are like four kind of distinct sounds that do a great job on highlighting the album and the members like singings. And then speaking of albums, May is looking like a strong month for girl group releases. We have Wuju Sonia the Black, we have Rocket Punch, Espa, from his nine, Tri B, Everglow, Wua, Oh My Girl, Girls in the Park, Bling Bling, and Pixie. And the fact that we have 11 girl groups having a release within the same month, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a fight for my, my like 20 bucks left in my wallet where I'm just going to have to sit there. I can't pre-order anything because there's a chance that you know maybe a group two days later is going to debut or not debut is going to come back with a better song and a better a stronger album and it's tough 
stuff. I've I think I've only bought one album within this year, and it was Wuju Sunyun or Cosmic Girls Unnatural, and that album is just so nice. It, it also is vi- like visually pretty. The album is um it's purple that's all i gotta say it's purple and my it's my favorite color so i was just like it's a it's a beautiful mini album all the six tracks are just amazing and it's aesthetically nice so you know i had i had i'm weak to spending 20 bucks for those kinds of things and how did i go on this tangent again oh yeah music um <laughs> I guess I could talk about the con or yeah, I could talk about the concert because uh I don't really think I have anything else left for this episode. And so my mm, how do I start this off? I plan to go to the near orchestral concert that was held in January of 2020. I think it was late January. And this was in a really weird period of time when I think our, our, our house's water was messed up. And I think it caused um, something messed up and they had to redo all the pipes. So we were going without water. So they put us in hotels. And I remember look, looking at this concert and being like, I need to go to this. However, it's on like a Wednesday or a Tuesday of a school day. And I don't know how I'm going to go to this. It's in LA and my car cannot make it far distance. There was one time I drove about, or I drove to Ventura and I always seem to lose something when I drive my car for long distances. I think I lost a hubcap on that drive. I went to the Kyle concert inventory which was amazing by the way but i always seem to lose something when i go on a or when i go for long drives in my car so i've just come to the point to accept that you know my car can't we it ain't made for it it's a it's an old honda civic with like two hundred thousand miles on it it's just not it's not its role so i had to start making plans for how i'm gonna go to this concert and by the way the concert was pretty late in the night so everything that can i basically had to stay the night in la or i had to drive back in the middle of the night but since i wasn't driving i kind of had to figure out what i was going to do and then i came across flixbus i decided flixbus there and so i got it set up you know flixbus there at get to la about seven or so seven or so o'clock probably i think the concert started at eight I think I got to L. The, the plan was to get to LA about six or seven, and then leave LA at seven a.m. Six or seven a.m. And so, you know, on and then figure out what I would do at night. Which you know, I planned something, but it was it wasn't the best of ideas. I'm I'm very surprised it went without a hitch. And so on the day of the concert, you know, oh, and then also the fact that it was a school day, I, was, I had to tell my teacher, like, hey, I am not going to be here for this day of class because I'm going to a concert. And this was actually from music theory class. 
So my teacher is just like, oh, I can actually just, you know, mark you uh, present. And actually, you can use that also as credit for, you know, a, a activity for a project that we have to do. And I was just like, thank you, because that teacher, phenomenal. I loved her. She was so nice and really understanding. But so on the school end, it was fine. I was like, okay, I can miss school. However, if I have if I have the chance, I'd still like to go to the class if I can make it back home before that time. And so the day of the concert happens, I drive drive an hour south to Santa Barbara so I can take the Flix bus there because it's not in my actual my actual city didn't have a Flix bus location. So I'm in Santa or get to Santa Barbara, get the Flix bus going, and then start heading over. Just typical experience, Flix bus or public transportation. A few, a few odd people, but you know, we're we're all just there trying to get to the locate or get to the destination. And then get to LA, take an Uber from part of like like a 10-minute Uber, which is funny enough, the 10-minute Uber is like double the cost of the Flix bus. So Flix bus was like five. I think it was $4.99 or $5.99 for from Santa Barbara to LA. And it was like 13 bucks to get from LA to another part of LA. It was, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, I understand it because you know, these are individual drivers and they ain't there to uh save money. Or they're not there to, you know, they're just there to get money. Or well, they're they're due to their jobs. I should probably if that makes it sound odd the way I said it before. And so, you know, I get to LA, get the Flix bus. Wait, what am I saying? I get the Uber and the concert venue is Microsoft Theater. However, I had to ask the Uber driver to stop about two blocks away because this was, I believe the concert was just a few days after Kobe had passed away. So, Staples Center and, you know, the block surrounding it was just packed with people who were mourning the loss of him. And so, you know, I walk through and get to Microsoft Theater, start getting in line. And I actually meet one of my friends who introduced me to Drakengard because I was a fan of um, the near music and I played I played near Automata. I had known about Nier for years however I had yet to play it just because I never owned the game and then my friend introduced me like in my sophomore year to Drakengard and also told me you know how they're actually related in in the same quote same uh universe different different event <laughs> different kind of things but somehow also related and so I didn't know he was going to the concert. I just messaged him when I bought the ticket. I was like, hey, I'm going to this concert. And he's like, oh shit, I'm going too. I'm going with my friends. And but he's from San Diego, so he drove up. So I met him there. We had different seat locations because we didn't buy the tickets at the same time. And go to the concert. Phenomenal time. Spend like two hours. I think it was like two and a half hours. I got a picture with um some uh group of Devla and Popola cosplayers, which I I love their characters. So I was really happy with that photo. I wish I had a better phone camera at the time because the quality ain't great. And then I actually made friends with the uh the person sitting next to me. His name was Thomas. And he just, you know, 
just started talking. Um, both enjoyed the concerts. I think it's funny though. He was uh, recording the concert on his phone. I was just like, hey, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand the feeling. And then after the concert, I was planning on, or I think the concert ended about 10 30, 11 o'clock. And I was deciding, you know, what do, or it, is it time to start my plan? And before I can, you know, go off my, or go off to do that, my friend's like, Hey, you want, you want to join us, get some tacos real quick? I was like, Oh, hell yeah. So we go to this back alley with, you know, some taco carts and all of them, $1. It's just like, Oh, this is the life. So I bought like four or five to last me through the night. And I will say it was freezing cold at that time. I remember, I think I wore a thick hoodie because I knew what I was going to do. And so it's like near midnight when we finish your tacos and like, hey, um, do you want us or where do you want us to drop you off? I was like, all right, can you drop me off at this? Uh, can you drop me off at this Denny's real, real quick? And and my friend's like denny's like we just ate what are you talking about it's like oh no i'm actually gonna stay stay here for the night <laughs> and he's just like wait what the hell are you doing and i told him my plan which was to stay at a denny's from 12 to 6 a.m until my butt my flux bus came up and he's like and first thing he said was, you're stupid. And I was just like, this was the only, this is the only way I can get to going to this concert. Cause I wasn't paying a hundred bucks for six hours to sleep at a hotel. <laughs> That's all I told myself. I was like, I am not paying double the price of this trip. Or basically the concert was like 60 bucks. The Flix bus front and back or there and back 10 bucks total. And then the Uber is like probably like 20 bucks. No, no, 10 bucks. I only use it. For from the Flixbus location to the um, to Microsoft Theater, so about the whole the whole trip was like eighty bucks, plus the five bucks of tacos, and so spending a hundred for a hotel just seemed ridiculous to me. I, this isn't something I would do with like other people. I, this is something I can only do because I am a bit s- stupid. <laughs> I guess is the only way to describe it. I'm, I'm dumb enough to do these kinds of things. And so he's like, all right, just uh, stay safe. You know, let me and, you know, text me in the morning when you're actually on your flex bus. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we'll do. So he drops me off at the Denny's and first thing I do. Is order a Dr. Pepper for two reasons. First, I, I love Dr. Pepper. I hope to one day give up this caffeine addiction. But, you know, Dr. Dr. Pepper is it's the devil's drink. It's 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 what it is. And the second reason is because it was a money transaction. Therefore, making the Denny's employees less inclined to kick me out was that was the mentality when I got in there is I need to first make a money transaction so they'd be less inclined to kick me out of the store. And to prepare for this, I brought a notepad and a pen. And a hoodie 
like a very thick hoodie. So what I did was have the Dr. Pepper, drink it every once in a while, have the hood, you know, hard over my head. And then I actually think I wrote down like what I enjoyed about the concert that day of, but like about three or 4 a.m., I'm just like half asleep, barely awake. And but the thing I'm doing is just I have the pen. I'm holding the pen still, making it look like I'm writing something. So it doesn't look like I'm asleep. But in actuality, I'm I'm, I'm trying my hardest to not fall asleep. And I think I took it like a 30 minute nap before like the waitress asked me, hey, do you want a refill? And I was like, yes, please. I, I, I need I need the caffeine. I need the soda and the sugar and in my veins just to keep me awake right now. And during that night, like they kicked out like four or so people for loitering. There was a guy who right when he walked in, just put his head down on the table like and about 30 minutes passed. And the host, well, the hostess was asking him like, sir, uh, you can order something or, you know, you can get you can get the hell out of the store in a much nicer way. And then that boy went off. I forgot. That was the guy. He went off. He's like, I've been waiting here for 30 minutes. No one ever asked me. This horrible customer service. I'm leaving. And she's like, all right. <laughs> she, she just wasn't. She didn't. She, that guy was just there to loiter. You know, same as me, but he, he made a rookie mistake of not ordering at the first plate. Another guy ordered water. 30 minutes passed. Then he left or was asked to leave again because, you know, money transactions. I'm telling you, these, these people are making rookie mistakes, as we would say. And then there was what else happened? Was it just those two guys? I remember. I feel like there was a third that I'm forgetting about. But then there was. A guy who I think he just or he said he just got out of jail and asked me if I could borrow my phone so I can call or so he can make a call. But my phone was dying because I actually forgot or there were no portable or there are no wall ports for chargers. So I was trying to conserve my phone battery life. So I I just had to tell him like, sorry, man, I my phone's dying. I can't really help out. So he just asked the uh, person at the front desk. They let him borrow front or the front desk phone. He called. He called. He left. All good on that end. And at like four a.m., I checked my phone because I'm not really using it, but it's still kind of dying because it. I haven't charged it since probably eight hours. No, probably ten hours ago. Twelve. No, twelve. And it's at like 10% battery. I was like, oh shit, I need it for what for f- about an hour and a half away when I actually should leave Denny's so I can walk to the bu- the Flix bus location because I don't know where I'm at. I'm at a Denny's who's that's nearby the Flix bus pickup point, but I don't know exactly where it's at. So I turned off my phone. And I was like, okay, I'll turn it on when it's relatively close to the time to leave. And so once again, I just stay there for like an hour trying to stay awake, trying to write stuff. I don't even know what, like half the stuff becomes like gibberish midway through the, <laughs> through the lines. 
but I make it through and I feel like it's about time to go. So I check the clock. I was like, okay, it's about five, five twenty. It is. It's still very, it's still not even like light outside. And I, I go to, um, pay. <laughs> and it's two bucks and like 50 or it's like two or three bucks and 47 cents i think i still have the receipt in a box somewhere and while i'm up at the register to pay i turn on my phone like at, i pick up my phone out of my pocket turn it on and it's at one percent and i'm like oh shit <laughs> And first thing I do is ask the person at, that I'm like, while the transaction is going on, I ask, like, hey, do you have a wall, uh, place I could charge my phone? And it's just like, sorry, we don't have any in, in the like at the store. I think it's to avoid loitering, avoid doing exactly what I was doing. So I was just like, oh, shit. And I'm trying to pull up my uh, Google Maps so I can put the directions in to where I have to walk. And while I'm doing that, my phone just dies. And mentally, I'm just thinking, how the fuck am I going to get out of this one? <laughs> and so I pay and I walk out and immediately walk outside because I'm like trying to figure out how am I going to get to my Flexbus location? And something I realized like midway through was, oh my God, I actually forgot a tip. I forgot to tip the, the hostess. I felt so bad because I was there for like five, six hours. And I ordered two Dr. Peppers, basically. And I paid three bucks and I forgot to tip them. <laughs> so it was just, it was, I was just, but sadly that wasn't like in the back of my mind at that time was, you know, to remember the tip. So I walk outside though, and I go to the, the end of that block and I can go at that point. I can walk left straight or right and at about 30 minutes to the uh the bus location or i had 30 minutes till the bus arrival so i told myself i can take two of these routes because before i got there before i got to the denny's the reason i knew to stay at the denny's was it was roughly a 10 minute walk from there to the flix bus location i told myself if i go I can go two routes and hopefully I find it. I can go one route, mess up, and then go back to one of the other two directions. And so I looked and I decided to just start walking to the right. And luckily, 10 minutes later, I found myself back at the point at the Flixbus stop. And there was a Flixbus there. So I was like, oh, thank Christ. Like the bus is here already. And I try to, I ask, like, is this the bus to head to Santa Barbara? And like, oh, no. And I just ask, like, hey, can I charge my phone on your bus? Because my phone's dead and, you know, I can't do anything. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Just hop in. And so I go there. I plug in, um, plug in my phone. And I'm just like, all right, perfect. But my phone doesn't turn on. So like two minutes pass, I'm just like, mm, I don't think this port works. So I asked like, hey, does the port here work? And like, yeah, it should be should be on. And I just said, oh, that's unfortunate. 
And they're like, is it working? I'm like, no, it isn't. Is there anything you could do? And they like flick some switches on. Like, is it working now? And nothing was working. So, I, but I, I just felt so bad because I was kind of intruding. So I just said, oh yeah, it's working. And I said, yeah, it's working. Thank you. And like, all right, no problem. And so I'm sitting in this Flix bus that's not even ours, like 10 minutes acting like I'm f- charging my phone. And then I get off because they, they're about to leave. And I'm just like, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just thank, thank you. It helped out a lot. And I get off the bus. They leave and my phone's still dead. And like 15 minutes later, my bus gets back. And my bus gets there. I hop on. Luckily, they had the, um, you can look someone up by name. So I didn't actually need my phone. And I go, go to my site. Go to some random spot near the back, charge, charge my phone. And it actually works. And I crashed out and got to Santa Barbara. Then like two, three hours, I was like, okay, I can still make it to class if I start driving now. And, but I like took a minute and I realized it is not safe for me to drive an hour and a half off this three hours of sleep. So I just called my mom, told her, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in Santa Barbara. I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to class because this ain't, this ain't going well. So just, you know, give her a check-in because last time I talked to her was when I think I got into LA and I think I gave her the gist of how I was going to spend the night there. And trust me, she, she did not really think it was a good idea. She offered to pay the hotel, but I was just like, that's a waste of your money. And, you know, as a college student with a lack of income, you know, I can't just be throwing around money like that. That's all I can say. And so I slept for like another four hours. I drove home or well, I drove to the hotel, quote home at the time. And I think that was about it. It was, it was a fun experience. And then I, I didn't even get the, that poster, which is a really beautiful poster, by the way, from the concert. It was a, I remember seeing that um that design and tell myself oh i was gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna grab this when i go when i go however it wasn't at that location or it wasn't at the venue so i was like looking it up trying to figure out why and i learned it was a japan only <laughs> item or japan only purchase item so i had to order it through a carrier from japan and the poster itself was like it was like seven bucks, but it ended up being like 30 because of the, <laughs> the shipping. But it was such a beautiful concert that I was like, I know I, I want this. This um, memory of it, because it was one of the only things. Wait, oh, shit, it's crooked. When did that happen? <laughs> All right, I need to fix that one day. But um, it was such a good, fun memory and just the performances in general, hearing. hearing specifically grandma um you know then kaine way to the world where shadow lord was also very phenomenal but the one that like threw uh threw me for a loop was hearing the orchestral mix version of the wretched automatons and it was amazing oh my god i loved being there for like that that whole time was just such a good experience 
experience and help to, you know, have more experiences like that. And, you know, it's not the first dumb decision I've made regarding concerts. I um going back to as one, I went to not went to, they had their final concert, won the story held online and me and my friend decided hey we're gonna you know tune into it or we're gonna watch it or pay for the online ticket price and watch the concert and after we watch the concert you know it's a it's a near it's sad near the end because it's their final concert and really the end of their promotions and me and my friend are both like tearing up at the con <laughs> while watching this concert and we're like, dang, we need we need merch. <laughs> we need merch. <laughs> and so when I wanted to get a hoodie, but they were sold out. But so I end up buying um an AirPods case. And it, it was only like 15 bucks, which was cool. But the thing is, I don't own airpods <laughs> i didn't own airpods at the time i should say <laughs> so when i got the case i made the decision well i guess i got, i guess i need some airpods now <laughs> so at that point i bought airpods and you know I, I can understand the hype now i can understand the hype of airpods but spending 15 bucks on that concert to then buy a hundred and twenty dollar device was uh probably not the the most linear thought process but you know merch memories oh my god i think i, I that was like a tw it was like a 20 minute episode and then i went on that freaking tangent of a story it's probably like 30 now and i think that's about time to wrap up this episode uh if you've stayed through to this point in the episode thank you or stayed through till the end thank you um hopefully julian's back next week so we can go back to a normal you know banter dynamic and it's not just me rambling on about <laughs> dumb things i've done so and that'll be about it thank you for tuning into episode two of the virtually lost podcast see you next week